That little was, easter egg for no, everybody that, was, that listens to the end that was fucking gorgeous all right this is <laughs> going on too long we were supposed to start recording 25 minutes ago coming to you oh, live God. from the laugh factory apparently mm, yeah it's the yeah. sons of honarchy podcast <laughs> with yours truly taking the stage at drunk shy Sox fan steve-o and hot take tommy on this episode of the sons of honarchy podcast we're gonna go back through the last couple series that we haven't been able to talk about. Did we say we're remote yet? We're remote, by the way. You probably heard that by now. We're and over the Zoom airwaves, baby. Zoom airwaves. Uh, we got a little buy or sell and a little, um, well, we're going to try to surprise each other at the end. We, we're bringing uh, stories that from the end. You MLB. already know what I'm talking about. Well, you don't know what it's I'm going to talk about. not going to be a surprise. <laughs> All of this brought to you by the Screw You Tommy podcast. No, it's brought to you by Screw You, Tommy. You know it's an organization. I'm founding it. Um, it's going to be trademarked by the end of the weekend. Um, please make sure you rate, subscri- rate, subscribe, and review to this podcast, as well as you donate to the Screw Tommy Foundation. We're we're gonna have a we're gonna have Paulina Okerglock, whatever her name is, um, be the main spokesperson. So you are fucking nuts for this and by the way my mic's only coming in out in and out a little bit so can you bring that up good. by the way bring 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 that story up about paulina what what i logged in on the wrong zoom like you don't you do this every tommy is like- out here stealing people's identities people it's a tragic <laughs> crisis i'm hacking and- into people's account i wanted free zoom I'll be honest, this is probably why people are making memes of us on the internet, Tommy. No, um, no, Steve. But we need to say there is housekeeping. We have to get something done before we get there. So don't say anything more because we'll get to that. My mic is tweaking out. I'm sorry. Your mic is hella tweaking. Okay. What did you do to that cord, Tom? I just, I just, I gave it a little bop. Okay, so I'm not going <laughs> to touch it anymore. <laughs> And uh, that leads you're, perfectly into what I was about to say. You're stealing people's identities. You're bopping things. This is <laughs> this is a problem. No. So do you want me to bring up that story or no? No, hold on. We have to All right. do housekeeping. And the housekeeping is we're back at four stars, baby. <laughs> oh, did, did we not discuss this last <laughs> no, podcast? We haven't. I thought we did. So Unfortunately, thank you to everyone who rates, subscribes, and reviews and uh, gives us lower... <laughs> lower and lower ratings because we just gotta we gotta yeah. stay true to our apparently another person stars. downvoted us to one star um or well, something we're, low we're so they didn't have the the um wherewithal to tell us why we were one star but i'm happy because now it keeps it keeps my ego in check first and foremost and now we don't have to live up to this five star bullshit. Like if we're not five stars, we're not five stars. You know what I mean? So you guys get to experience the four stars of the Sons of Honarchy podcast. So we're That's just right. gonna be we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine today. Just this, fine. The, this is what you get. You get the one take podcast today. <laughs> Congratulations, folks. We back. So yeah, this is this has been uh, a pretty pretty weird week for white Sox baseball i think it's well it's a roller coaster of a week it is it is so it's a baseball season it's a baseball season in a week crack them shout out to on tap sportsnet love it (laughs) so we witnessed one of the best regular season games of all time 
We know this. We Which then would... game are you talking about? Hmm. The corn game, as many people have affected. Oh, the it. corn game. Yes. We watched it on TV together. Yes, we did. Recorded Great. a podcast right before it in case you missed it. Yeah. So going <laughs> the pre-corn game vibes were strong in that podcast. Um, and then we uh, experienced a tough couple of L's in a row, like tough. Right. L's. N- now. Here's the funny thing, too. When you were talking about, like, one of the best regular season games to be played this year, when you look at the first nine innings of that Saturday game against the Yankees, I was there in the upper mm-hmm. deck mm-hmm. Uh, with Kayla and my cousin. Um, if you just count the first nine innings, I from top to bottom, that may, that may have been a better game than the Field of Dreams game. That's a hot take. That's a real hot ass take. And I know, you know, you can't beat the Timmy walk off. Obviously you can't, you cannot, but the way the two teams battled on Saturday throughout all nine, just proved that those two teams are top notch. And this year, you know, as far as talent goes, talent wise, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and that actually, that's going to lead really talking about that i'm not going to go too far into it but that's going to get brought up again in our um buy yourself segment before we go to break nice now after the heartbreaking honestly it was it was heartbreaking these these losses to the yanks were that, that was tough that was they were in each of those games exactly that's one why thing that tough. people don't yeah. realize and i've been low on my Tony Larusa criticism as of recent. Mm-hmm. But Sunday, why are you bringing in Foster in a 3-1 game? I mean, yes, you used a lot of the bullpen the night before. Maybe that's your justification. You used Kimbrel. You used, I think you used Crochet on Saturday. You used... Um, that means you used Kimbrel two games in a row. You know, you like, used I Liam, yeah. I get it. Liam, first of all. Um Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, man. I mean, you got to use them. You want to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's you can't use your hosses every time out. You're, you just you can't. You got to use the other guys at some point. I mean, you want to get a series win against the Yankees. I mean, that's you're in a three one no, ball I game. Hear I hear you. And you have, you know, the A's right after you finish the Yanks series. So. I get it. I do. I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to beat him up over it because I, I think on the whole, as much as I hate to admit it, on the whole, your man's has done a good job managing b- the bullpen. Absolutely. I mean, I've, so, I've, I've said it already. He's been a way better bullpen manager and a way better manager in general for most things than Ricky Renteria ever was. Uh, most is is... I think pretty much everything is, but, <laughs> but I mean, when you also have the tools that, that does help. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't have the fire. I like, I don't, I don't want to like, you know, it's just like when it's, when you're getting nitpicky about like what he did here or there, that's like, 
you really want to like lay in. I just don't have the, 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 the like tenacity to go after Lurusa for like this weird thing that he did here. And that weird thing that he did there. There's a couple things that I'll lay into him for, but I just, I'm not going to nitpick him for his, his bullpen usage. I just won't do it. Cause on the whole, I'm, I'm impressed and pleased. So I didn't mean to shoot you down that hard, but I did. No, well, <laughs> no, here's what I'm going to say. It, I think it all comes down to Saturday and I'm pulling it up right now to see who all pitched. Yeah. Cecil only went five and yeah. it was a 10 inning game. So he went to crochet to para Kimbrel foster Hendricks and Ruiz all on Saturday. Yeah. Using a lot of guys, but you could make you the same argument that he's trying almost to use your game. entire bullpen. You almost used your entire ball. He wanted to get the series win against the Yankees. And he, he, what? No, absolutely. No, I can't argue against Saturday, but what I'm saying is Sunday you go to Foster, right? Yeah. Yeah. You use in a three, one ball in a three, one ball game in the. Yeah. But you're saying you used most of your, most all of your bullets in your Saturday game. Right. Right. But even Foster pitched on Saturday too but he hadn't pitched the day before and Kim. Also, and- I apologize. It was foster in the ninth and a three, one ball game. Yes. I just, Ugh. I just don't have the, the fire behind me in this one. I just, I'm not it just gonna- says white flag. It says white flag. I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I can't, I can't really um, lambast Tony LaRusso for this one, especially with how bad the Yankees bullpen was all series. Come on. The only guy in that bullpen that's consistent is Johnny Lasagna. Johnny Johnny Lasagna. I'm ready. I'm ready to move away from the Yankees series because it's still frustrating to me. And where I'm actually going to bring that up kind of in the buyer's also. Got it. Okay. Well, then we have a lovely series against the Oakland Athletics. Three in a row. Should have been four. Should have been four. I agree. It was it was kind of a lame loss today is that fair to say it just feel it felt lame like all these night day game after night game that's that this is something i can get mad at tony roos about is the day day game after night game i think he just surrenders he's just like i don't want to win this game is the way that he puts his lineup out there and i get it you know you give your vets the day to like chill but like you don't have to do that for everybody every time you know or basically you know i just that that does bother me it's like these games do matter especially when you get the opportunity to sweep somebody who kicked you out of the playoffs here's the thing prior don't hate don't mm, hate the lineup don't hate the lineup i hate how the i hate how consistent i hate how consistent he is with drawing up the getaway day lineup and the, the getaway night. day lineups are usually really weird. I like the getaway Vaughn at, Don. Yeah, I no, like no. Vaughn at first. You don't even let me finish. You, I'm, I'm mad about the getaway day lineups and the lineups the day after a night, the day game after a night game, and it's not necessarily which are usually today. getaway days. Yeah, it's. I don't care about the fact that it is a like. I don't care about this actual lineup. That's not what I'm genuinely upset about. I'm genuinely upset that it's every single time there is a weak lineup out there for that like he, Ex- you can, except you can for find today a way. you can find a way that you can split the difference where you put out 
like you give a couple guys the day off. You give like you did today. Go ahead, read me the lineup. Go, go for it, my guy. Cesar at second, Luis at center, Abreu at DH, Eloy in left, Vaughn at first, Moncada at third, Goodwin in right, Mendick at short, Zach at catcher. Solid lineup, honestly. You're giving TA the day off and no one else can play shortstop. Definitely not Leary. Vaughn made an error at first. So, uh, might have not been scored an error, but he, check, there was a, not scored an error. There was a play that he made a mistake on, according to DJ in the booth. So, I mean, I'll be I, honest, he made up for it with his bat today. I'm, and I, I hate to do this because he's my guy. Today falls on Kopech. He, yeah, yeah, he gave up the dinger. Okay, but my point still, that is something that I'm still upset about. Like, I don't, I don't want to see, I guess I don't want to see Danny Mendick ever again in general. Like, I don't mean to be a dick, but I, he's just not a championship ball club player. No, he's not. I, but I, that falls on the front office, right? Not on Tony. I know, but it's like, dude, I'm just, I don't like these getaway day lineups because he really does throw some shitty lineups out there sometimes and just like throws up the white flag in the game. Like, Sick of that. That's something I'll get fired up about. I don't care but about. Do you it. think today was a white flag lineup? <sighs> not, not, not especially. I just, you know, the the flag, the glaring holes are there though, like specifically shortstop. And I don't like Andrew Vaughn at first. I get it, but I don't like it. He's gonna be your future so. first baseman, so he better get used to it. Yeah, not for another couple of years, Steve. So you got it plenty of time to iron that. Might out. happen sooner than later, believe it or not. Now, this is a good place a good, to transition. Play a good corner because outfielder. we're talking. Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Let's move into this buy or sell segment, Tom. Because the first question, the first buy or sell point that I have for you, and you brought up Danny Mendick. You brought up you know guys in the bullpen who. Probably shouldn't be used in high leverage situations, but you have to sometimes. Number one, the Sox are the best team in the AL. Are you buying or selling that? Oh, oh, that's. Ah. I'm putting you right on the spot with number one. Good Lord, Steve. There's, there was no warning. There was no warning. There actually was a warning. Uh, you sent it to me earlier, but I, I didn't read it. So, ah. <laughs> uh, Dude, that's tough. That's them's a tough question. I don't think they are. I, you know, it's the, the, well, you think, you think Boston's better, right, Tom? Yeah, I think Boston's better. No, no. <laughs> you did I, two weeks ago. I know. I know. I thought they were scary. Um, I, I think it's the, it's whoever's on top of the AL East is, is how I feel. Which is it, the race. It's the race. But like, you know, we aren't even the best team in their division. That's, that's not how it works, Steve. It's definitely Yankees are healthier than their record says. But that the point of it, though, is what I was about to say is that whoever's first place in the East at the end of the season, that's who I'm most scared of. And I think that's the best team in the American League, whoever wins that division, because I mean, the rate the race could still hold on to first, in my opinion, and still not be the best team in if the Yankees stay at full strength. Like, if they continue to get healthier, they're the best team in the East. Even if they don't, if they say they, they're five games back right now 
as of right now at 9.46 p.m. Central Time on the 19th of August. Dude, Brees they only nice. gain If they only gain three games on them, say they the Rays win the division by two games, I still think the Yankees are better. Recency bias, bro. Recency bias. That's all I got to say. Also, sure, they're, they're getting they're, hot in playoff time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you can't argue with that logic. But the Rays, unlike the Yankees, can Have draw 4,000 fans to their ballpark. <laughs> it was it was literally, I think that was the attendance. There was like four or 5,000 fans at the ballpark, and they're fucking first placed in the East. I don't understand Tampa, bro. I, you, there's, I a new, never... there's a new social studies teacher at my school that uh, came from the Tallahassee. Well, he, he went to school at Florida State and then lived actually around Tampa. His parents moved down to Tampa Bay area. Sure. They're like uh, 45 yeah, yeah. minutes outside of Tampa. And he just says, he's like, straight up, he's like, I could never, he grew up in Kansas City. He's like, I could never root for the Rays because their fans are just so god-awful. Their organization, like, the fans just do not care. Where the ballpark is placed is terrible. The ballpark is awful. So that explains the Rays for you. I don't, it just doesn't, I don't. They got it. I think there's, but they, the, they're so good. Like, but the best the scouts the in America. Good. Yeah. But the best scouts in America. I just don't understand. Like, why? Why? If they're so good, why can't they draw? I don't understand. Because but, their stadium whatever. is like 45 minutes outside of Tampa Bay. And that I like, I get it. But, you know, fucking Anaheim, the, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, that's not in LA. It's and a little get, bit more populous area I and there's know. stuff to do in Anaheim. I know, but then you, you like the, the, the logic, it's the same logic in my opinion. Like there's stuff to do in, in Florida. There's All right. a beach nearby. And like, I don't well, this, know. this there's, leads to number two. This leads perfectly to number to two anyway. on the buy or sell, Tom, the yes. Jankies, the Jankies and the White Sox <laughs> will meet again. Are you buying or selling them? Ooh. Ah, man, it's all about how the cookie crumbles, right? So if we have the best record in the AL, which I think we might end up with the best record in the AL, but not have not be the best team in the American League. I think that's something that is very possible. Then we play the wild card winner. So, man, you that's. I I'm going to buy that. I think it's dude. I like that is possible. That is, I think it's possible. very possible. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's actually going to be white Sox Yankees ALCS, man. It's yep. Dude. I don't know. It's, I'm a little, uh, yeah. It worries me a little bit. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll say, I mean, shit. But then again, there have been series where teams have owned, I mean, I'll, Use last year as an example. The A's owned the Astros last year mm-hmm. during the regular season. They did. And they then play, and then playoff time comes and the Astros flip the script. The same thing could happen in the playoffs for the White Sox. Yeah, we're one, we're one in five against them, right? We're one in five. But think about that, too, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to rewind those games. Let's. Go also, back they were all to, so close, except for the one game that was Cole versus Cease in mm-hmm. New York. That yeah. was an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. But you've re- rewinded the first game Friday at Yankee Stadium. It's a game where Evan Marshall is in in the ninth and he doesn't get the job done. 
Love that guy. So, Love so back, back to Tony LaRusso's bullpen management. Love Evan Marshall. Um, then we go to the Sunday game. Bases are loaded. Judge comes up, and they're like, we're going to put in Liam. And then Liam has one of his, like, eight walks on the season. Then we move to Saturday's game where Jose hits the home run in the ninth. And then Liam... Liam and the Yankees, I got to say, too, has not been a great combination throughout his entire career. Dude, tough. When they hit his Achilles heel is the long ball and the Yankees just hit long balls. So, yeah, not not a great combo. That's I mean, that's what it looks like, you know, on on paper. And then when you look at it historically, wherever Liam's been, whenever he faces the Yankees, it's a terrible combination. Well, where did he start? I mean, in Minnesota, Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota, then Toronto, then Brooklyn. That's it. The the curse of the Twins getting smacked around by the Yankees follows him. Uh, I'd be curious to see those numbers. (laughs) I think it was more so Toronto and the A's with with the high. I know. I know. But all right, point number three. (laughs) I got to go back to this. Now we're talking playoff time because it's going to come down to this, Tom, and you know it. Oh my god. Brian Goodwin greater than Billy, and you're willing to own it now by yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brian Goodwin's definitely in the lineup, like period, end of story. Um, but I think Billy finds his way into the roster. I just it I comes know, down to I don't know. It, you know what it comes down to? Adam what? Angle. Well, you it get an expanded, you get an expanded roster, don't you? So it, it goes back down during the playoffs, my guy. I'm just, I got, I'm not drunk. I promise. Good hiccups. That white, that white claw is really kicking in hard. I saw that. Was that watermelon flavor? It was. It's very tasty, but I, um, dude, I just, Billy's going to find his way on the roster. I don't know how I like, I'm not a mathematician first. He's got to get healthy. And then he has to beat out Adam angle. And I don't know that happens. Well, I just bro again, he's going to be on the roster somehow. I don't know how it's going to happen because I'm not a mathematician once again, but it's, he's going to be on the playoff. I just, I like, I love that every time it comes down to, I'm not a mathematician. I just, I don't know the, 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 the arithmetic is just, it's far advanced past my skills. I'm not going to be able to do it on my own. So it's that's big brain boy over here talking. Can't, can't figure it, it out on its own. Can't do it. So I'm I dying. just it's it's just gonna have to play itself out, and Billy's gonna be there somehow. I I genuinely yeah. I couldn't tell you how, but it's gonna happen. But you think Brian Goodwin is too? Book it. Yeah, they're both gonna be on there. Book it. Book it. All right. Point number four. This is future looking <laughs> because I I love this guy so much. He this guy fucking rakes. I know Andrew Vaughn will be the best hitter, and I'm gonna say all around hitter, not just power not just you know doubles doubles and homers andrew vaughn's gonna be the best hitter on this team by the start of the 2023 season are you buying or selling that man that's hot that's a fucking hot ass take bro i mean based on what he's doing now kind of um but you still you still got you know, Luis, that's not even full potential yet. You still got Nikki two strikes. Just kidding. I did. <laughs> you Who? like, exactly. Who? um, Snoop I mean, Dogg. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, like, you know, that's barring, you know, somebody else coming up and doing something hot. Like, well, speaking of hot com- players coming up and getting hot, I think the only person that gets in the way of this statement truly is Aloy. <sighs> that's, I mean, Aloy has rounded himself out as a hitter. Like, yeah, no, he's he's fucking great. When he was super young, it was all about pulling pitches. Like he just yeah. wanted to pull for power all the time. And then he later in his development with the Cubs and into being with the White Sox, he started hitting opposite field. And we're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is dangerous power. Right. And then on top of that, like he had dangerous power. I mean, he hit 30 homers his first year in the league in 131 games. But then on top of that, you see Aloy raising the average in 2020. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the same thing. He's not trying to hit a home run every single pitch in 2021. Yeah. And it's it, lovely to see. It's, it is, it's fantastic. It, it does, really proves how much he's developed and matured he, as a hitter. He does revert back to that want to hit a grand slam every time, regardless of how many people is on base. He does revert to that sometimes, though. Like, example being, when he first came up, he just wants to put the team on his goddamn back. He does. and I mean, you got to think, when... he, okay, you're judging him in his first, what? You're looking at his first, his first 10, five, 15, five 10, play 10 plate appearances, man. Yeah. No. no. But. It's two words, is... fuck that. Because I get it. No, I get he's it. He's getting his swing back down, you. too. I hear you. I do. And I, I obviously, I love the guy i love the guy andrew vaughn takes plenty of hacks like that still too i know and that i that's i never said that i think that andrew vaughn's the goat he's got scary eyes bro um and (laughs) here's the zodiac killer shit it's like bro dude like and i i sat on the uh right field like line the other night at the game right uh and dude it's in in real life it's the same like i I, he chased a ball down and caught it and then he kind of like looked up and i was like dude those eyes they're real like they that's not just the camera that does that to him like his eyes are kind of scary all the time so (laughs) that's um that's some real life shit uh he has like no eyebrows that's the thing and he's like no it really does there's nothing to tamper it down it's just like eyeballs um so sorry Fucking but nice. anyway he's gonna be he's gonna be the greatest hitter in the lineup in 2023 but the reason why i brought up Aloy's like when he presses though is like those are the moments where he feels it right he feels the pressure and he and he reverts sometimes so but I'm not he's saying, plenty clutch. I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's necessarily going to translate into the postseason, but I'm saying it could. And I, I'm not saying that I'm super nervous about it, but I'm saying I'm not not nervous about it. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. <laughs> Last one. Speaking of people with great eyebrows, not you, hot take Tommy. Lucas Giolino. <laughs> Will pitch better in the playoffs than he has in the regular season. Are you buying or selling that? Buy that. Buy that. Buy that. Buy that. You you kidding me, bro? He's he's got a record of nine and nine. He's he's a better pitcher than that, though. He's a better pitcher than that. So you're looking at his record. You're looking at his record again. I hate you so much. 
he has an ERA at like what three nine for the year. It's like yeah, like three nine something. Um, without looking it up, I think just based on ERA, I think the numbers are going to be lower than that in the play- postseason. And he's a big game pitcher. He's proven he's a big game pitcher. Look at game one against the A's. He just gets that dead. I love that dead stare picture yep. of him just yeah. looking like I am about to fuck your shit up. Yeah. 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 He, he, he was made for those big moments. I like, I feel that I feel that he was, um, he, he communicates that in the way that he goes about his business on the big games. So right. I'm, I'm not afraid of him. Right. Being and the like, funny thing, I got to bring this up. The funny thing spot. about the Yankees, the Yankees game that he pitched in on, was that the Sunday or the Saturday game? That was the Sunday game. Yeah. He, I think he only struggled because he had a 33 pitch first inning. He had a mm-hmm. 33 mm-hmm. pitch first inning. He got yeah. pinched a little bit by the ump. And then on top of that, he faced some real, like that's the one thing about the Yankees that I think is, makes their lineup really dangerous is that they have a lot of patient hitters. Yeah. A lot of guys that take pitches. So not as all that being said, that though, take vaccines, though, Ooh, he went there. <laughs> all right, folks, we'll be right back with after that comment. Uh, <laughs> I popped my third beer. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a little bit more sipping. See you in a minute. So here's the problem. Tom, Tom, what? What, do, what do you got? I have a fucking bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. So I, I mm, mm. tell us who it's directed at, Tom. I, I just want to start with a hashtag. Oh, <gasps> hashtag this is where I think it's going. Fuck beef love 2021. Hashtag fuck beef love 2021. <laughs> Matt Berklin, get on the train, baby. It's rolling. <laughs> unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. And you all might not know what is unacceptable about his behavior, but it's this. He has the audacity to photograph the outfield of mm-hmm. your Sox Park. And, Guaranteed rate field. And he comments that the two-tone is not looking too two-tone. And he's seeing the sad father slipping a little bit. Well, to that beef loaf, if I can even muster those words up, it's painful to say your name now because of this betrayal. First of all, it was two-toned as fuck. Second of all, how dare you, sir? Blasphemy in the highest degree. Sad father is more important to this organization than... Ozzy Gian is, sir. So chill the fuck out. Okay. Currently, I will I will make that statement. You are right. Currently, he's more important than Ozzy Gian. <laughs> That's for sure. So yeah, fuck beef love 2021. Never speak ill of the sod father. Ever. Tom is fired up about this one, folks. Fired. God. Fired up. He couldn't get fired up earlier, but I brought this one up and he was, oh, he was ready. I mean, please, Beef, come. The sod father, that, unbelievable. Like, if you're trying to pick fights with Giants, go right ahead. But God damn it, I will not hear it. Anyway, <laughs> that's um, Thank you, Tom. That's Thank my bone you. pick. <laughs> All right. I had to get that out there. Well, um, 
let's get back to baseball conversation. I mean, that's kind of baseball conversation, but oh, that's baseball as hell. All right. <laughs> you can't play baseball without the sock father. Um, but um, I mean, shit, this is a, this is a tough segue. But speaking of not being able to play baseball, um, it was tough to to turn the page uh, at the Tuesday game that we both went to. Yeah, we were both there. Um, Brian, good bases are there's man on first and second. Yep. And, um, Brian Goodwin laces one back up the middle right off of Chris Bassett. Um, and by that, I mean, off of his dome, um, when we saw it, I mean, I don't know about you, Steve, but the way he crumpled, I just, I immediately, I'm like, Oh, Oh, like, like I, it was head in hands, like look away after, as I saw him crumple, like he, you could tell how bad it was before Goodwin got to first. It was, man, I, I was, I know they replayed it a million times on the broadcast. So it would have been tough to watch at home, but it was tough to see it in the ballpark. I mean, then you got, the catcher running out Gomes. I think he was the one who called for the trainers and and the cart. And I mean, he, the way that he threw his hands up, like, bro, I thought like the worst, I thought the worst, I I swear to God, because of how panicked he was after seeing Bassett on the ground. It was, it was not, it was, it was not fun, you know? For sure. Uh, Bass, or, uh, pardon me. Um, Sean Murphy caught that game, but yeah. Um, My bad. It's all good. I, at first I thought it hit like his arm or his chest or something. Yeah. But then when I saw hands over the head, shit. Yeah. Like first words that came out of my mouth. Um, yeah. Prayers out to him. Um, he's seems to be in okay condition. Luckily. Yeah. His, everybody was saying his eyes are fine, which was the main scare around right. it, but he's got like a bone that I don't know how to pronounce or know where it is. That's like fractured to the point that he needs surgery. So mm-hmm. if, a, if a bone in your face is fractured to the point that it needs surgery, that's not fun. So mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, it, it, just thoughts and prayers out to him and his family. Obviously, you, you want him back in the box. Like, I was excited for the pitching matchup, not because we were throwing our best guy out there. Mind you, Raylo pitched his nuts off. So that yeah. was awesome. But, you know, Chris Bassett was looking like freaking men among, man among boys for most of the season. Like, I, I wanted yeah, to see him pitch. I was excited. You know, I thought it was going to be very good this year. Very good this year. So it's you just hate like you hate to see it in general, but you hate to see it even more to somebody who's as talented as Chris, you know? Yeah. Um, Like I'm on a first name basis with him. Of course. You know, like it's unfortunate to see, you know, his his season's going to end, you know? Yeah, Um, there's no way. Like it'll be a goddamn miracle if he gets back out on the mound before the end of the season. And the A's need him. You know, that's the other thing to keep in mind is like, Yep, they're two and a half back right now. That's it. Even after losing three out of four, they're only two and a half back as of this moment. 10.08 p.m. on August 19th. 
Um, so yeah, um, best, best goes out to him and, and his family and uh, hopefully a, a speedy and safe recovery um, and, and back to the mound because the guy's got great stuff and I hate that the White Sox gave up on him. Um, yeah. He sees, yeah. he made a comment, I guess, uh, a while back that he sees every game against the White Sox as a revenge game. Um, which sucks, but Hey, that's your boy, man. That's on your boy, Tommy. That's on Rick on Rick on everybody. Uh, did you like the Samarja years guys? Um, did you, the only thing I enjoyed about it was being able to wear my green 83, uh, Notre Dame Jersey to the games. That's what I would do. Anytime Samarja was pitching, I would throw my, my green number 83 Notre Dame football Jersey. Um, the, the wife actually just popped in and wants me to point out that, uh, he pitched a lot better for the giants than he did for the Sox. So, yeah. Uh, if, <laughs> and he did, he, he pitched great for the giants. I'm, I'm about Not to in their start better years, but he, pitched I'm about well. <laughs> to start hashtagging FTG. Cause it's starting to get, it's starting to get serious. You're annoyed about the giants. I, I'll tell you this much. Yo, if we, when they face up in the world series, Tommy, <laughs> I tweeted about this already. When they face up in the World Series and the White Sox end up winning, uh, I, I'm i not looking forward to the divorce papers being handed to you. They, I'm going to get served. It's going to be tough, man. <laughs> you'll, you'll, I'll be on your couch, bro. So that's, it's mostly you I'm worried oh, about. Oh, shit. Oh, great. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, actually, you're going to be you're gonna be right here. Um, oh, yeah. Where the my spare bedroom yeah, is yeah, right yeah, here where right, I'm podcasting. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Damn. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what we, it can't happen. We, we can't, I'm going to cheer my nuts off for both teams until that point. Um, and I hope to God that it never comes to that. Cause what the hell is my luck? If the only two world series that the Sox are in, in my lifetime, my favorite team in the other league is in the, I'm like the huge, the biggest proponent of like, you can cheer for two teams as long as they're not in the same league. That's like, I'm, that's one of my soapboxes that I get on all the time, but if it happens this is gonna come back in my to, lifetime, this is going to happen. It, this is going to bite you in the ass. That's what I'm saying. Like, how is this? How, how, what? The, I'm very much looking forward to this biting you in the ass. Like, how is it possible? How would it be? You can the, only choose one, Tom. I, dude, I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm going to choose the socks. Like, obviously, but if it I hope so. That, <laughs> yes, I will. But, um. Dude, I, I don't know. Let's get to that baseball news that we wanted to, to spring on each well, other. Well, I'll tell you what. I <laughs> Before I. We've brought this up on the mouth. podcast before. So I want to talk about it again now that it's actually made national news. Yeah. Um, as a lot of people already know, um, maybe some of our listeners don't, but Major League Baseball proposed a $100 million salary floor. And stiffer luxury taxes. So this is straight from uh, SI.com. Um, just the one that popped up first here. Um, the pitch reportedly included a new salary minimum of $100 million for each team. Um, coupled that with um, a lowered luxury tax threshold of $180 million. Right now, if I'm not mistaken, it's like two hundred and. 10 yeah it's a, that's a steep drop the new proposal would have the lowest tier at 180 million with a 25 percent tax dang and the penalties increase from from there which with each tier 
Tom, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I love it. I think it's a way to save face ahead of the CBA. Um, you know, that's obviously going to make um, teams spend smarter. You know, y- you can't go out and dump a truckload of money on top of Bryce Harper anymore. Not in this new realm. Um, you can't do that. Uh, but you're more likely if you're the Orioles to spend a couple million on a, on a promising guy, keep him around versus and, and like, even if he's not that promising, just like you, you need to spend your money. Right. So, well, I think of guys like Cedric Mullins, that's yeah. a guy that would get mm-hmm. locked up long-term at this point. Yeah. I think of a guy like Trey Mancini, mm-hmm. they're going to lock up these guys who have been really solid and they, you know, if they want their team to be decent. Yeah. And I think that's throw the some other- money their way. Exactly. Cause like they, the way that they're going to see it now is look, we have to spend this money. So we might as well give it to the guys who are selling our tickets right now. The only tickets that we are selling the few tickets that we're selling, let's credit the guys that are doing it for us. And you'll see extensions earlier. You'll see better pay for the actual players. You know, hopefully this will lead to an increase in the league minimum pay rate. Um, yeah, I, I would hope for that at least. And the, the only fear that I have in with this is that, you know, this is going to force teams to pay their players better. So what happens to the minor leagues, you know, who are already living out of dumpsters, basically like good God. Yeah. That's another problem that we talked about um, on this podcast a couple of times too, you know, there's no reason that my minor league players should be making $19,000 a year. Yeah. They and imagine, should, imagine yeah. being a guy that, you know, has worked your way up from the dirt. Um, right. Like you third, come out of, third, you come out of Juco drafted in the fifth round or something. No, like, even worse. I mean, like think of these guys who are actually making a name for themselves that were drafted like 20th round. Mark Burley yep. was like a 38th round pick. No, I mean, think of wrong. those guys, right? Yeah. Um, because yeah. like these first round guys, I mean, even our guy, Tyler Johnson, was was drafted in the uh, fifth round and got a nice signing bonus. I mean, he got like a, yeah, like a two million dollar or something like that signing bonus. Yeah, um, you can do something with that. You can't do something with a for long term with a hundred thousand dollar signing bonus. Like you can't. You can set yourself up for the next like two years, but you're that's gonna drain real quick. Like, Especially when you're only or, making 20 grand a year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like if you're, you're going to start living off of that real quick. Right. And so, imagine, imagine if you're not getting housed by people, you know? Yeah. yeah a like, lot of these organizations, you got to pay rent. And if you get traded or if you get, hell, if you get promoted, you got to pay rent in that city that you just bought, like rented a place out for or figure out a sublet, you know, like, or whatever. But yep bro that's it's 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 not great in these streets so all for the salary floor all for it yeah the salary floor i think is a really good idea i think the tax is a little steep personally you're afraid that people are going to be timid in spending i mean not the white Sox. i mean to be honest with you i mean we're at what this year 140 something so we still got a ways to go until we hit that luxury tax the, uh, but the you got to think is, of the long term for the like long term for the league. This means that it'll close the gap between the Yanks 
And, and that's what I think. The, I think that's what the league wants you to believe. I think that's what the league wants you, the narrative mm. to buy into. Interesting. What this is, is what you brought up earlier. It's avoiding the CBA. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a step to make sure that baseball still happens next year. And the CBA, I mean, that locks it up for potentially 20 years. You know, this, that's how long these things can last for. It's usually you, about 10. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, you, you, you hate to see them play games like this. And I, I, if it works, it works. You know, I'm happy with baseball. I'm happy with the CBA being signed. Hopefully it means that the players get better representation, you know, against these conglomerates that are the teams that we love, but I, you know, it's, it's just going to be interesting. I, I do fear it. I do fear it. Cause you know, I wasn't around for the 1994 canceled season, but shit, if that comes back to talk about shit, biting us in the ass, like if that comes back and like we get canceled seasons twice in our best years or whatever, man, that's, that's unlucky. Like that's, that's worse than ESPN forgetting about you. I'll tell you that right now. Right. Right. <laughs> Apologies. CBA is usually CBA agreements are usually like five years. So five years. Interesting. Um, I uh, did that math. I, I'm not a mathematician Went from 20 to 10 to five. So not, not a mathematician, but uh, yeah. that is less than 20 years. Um, but yeah, I think I, I worry that You've got teams. Maybe this does level the playing field a little bit, but at the same time, I I worry that maybe this luxury tax doesn't do much. You know, maybe it really doesn't do much, and and I think there's going to be a lot of owners that don't agree to this. This Steve Cohen, (laughs) you just spent a ton of money and if he's going to want to keep if he's going to want to make the playoffs next year he's going to have to spend some money so (laughs) all right he's probably going to say no (laughs) fair enough there's there's one owner (laughs) all right tommy you got a news article too i do but uh this is actually not the news article that i wanted to bring up so i want to bring up two now i know i'm taking up too much time such a attention whore hold on steve First of all, no. Second of all, the Lance, yes. the Lance Lynn ejection. Yes, the Lance Lynn ejection is the one he, you probably didn't he, want. You didn't plan to bring up. I didn't but, plan. I thought it was going to come up when we talked about the A's series. We should I, have. Like, we should have. I can't believe they skipped was that. that? What um, the fuck was that? It's a, dick, it's a dick measuring competition. You know, the umpire felt, bro. I hate uh, the ump felt like his ego, you know, was was being compromised. Oh, you so. you. Through you toss your belts toward my direction. You better stop playing baseball because I'm in charge here. Like, cut the fuck out of here. What are you, Joe West? It's like bad like, teacher. It's like bad teacher management. It's like teachers yep. who who want to. They don't know, know how to manage their classroom, so they just flex their muscle. Mm-hmm, you know, I, I took mm-hmm. the yeah, I took the teacher route. You know, as a teacher, but that's exactly what that is. You know, it's, yeah. it's someone it's a great flexing analogy. their muscle because they feel like they don't have enough control. So. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's we've all been in a classroom as people who have been to schools before where that teacher didn't have control over the kids. And so he just told them like detention, detention, detention or whatever, or screams or whatever, like 
that's what happened in this game. That's a I I don't know why you apologize for using that analogy, Steve. That's a perfect analogy because it it's really literally is. like fuck that ump. Just like that teacher that didn't know how to teach and didn't know how to control the There's classroom. There's no way Wynn gets suspended for that, right? No. I like no. I mean, okay. no. <laughs> like he had right. every right. And also, um, I don't know if you caught the post-game interview is actually really interesting to me. Just another look into the mind that is the big bastard, Lance Lynn. He was trying to tell the story of like what was going on and why he did it. And he was like, you know, I came off the mound and I went straight into the dugout because I wanted to see the trainers because I'm working through something. Um, this is his words this is what he actually said. And, you know, I was already in the dugout and blah, blah, blah. He tried to get me to come back out and, and show him, even though they already checked me. He, so that whole part of the story, then every report, like three reporters in a row, there were three or four reporters in a row were like, can you tell me more details about what you were working out on? Like, are you like, what's going on with that thing that you were seeing the trainer for? And by the fourth one, he literally just like, didn't answer the question at all. And just said, I'll see you in five days. Like <laughs> just was so fucking done. Like, but I, I fucking love him for that. Like, I just like, you know what, if, the, if you don't want to talk to the fucking reporters, cause they're annoying the fuck out of you, then Hey, yeah. <laughs> just say I'll see you exactly. in five days because fuck it, you know. I'll be honest. I uh, <laughs> I or I ordered my Lance Lynn jersey this afternoon when nice. I had a minute. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, you gotta I, I, <laughs> you gotta I wear a belt it. over it over the top of the jersey too, so that you. Can... <laughs> yep, I ordered my black Lance Lynn jersey. I love um, that. Perfect. They oh, wore black last great. night. Um, so yeah, I I absolutely love it. I was just watching the clip of it too. That belt mm -hmm. now. Was if no, 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 he didn't ridiculous, know. absolutely exactly. ridiculous. It was it's not so like dumb, it was even thrown at me. No. Like, fuck he, out of here. Yeah, no, it all was right, so stupid. Okay, my yeah. last one. This is a good one to end on because we're just gonna dumpster this guy. Um, oh, shit, <laughs> is John, it Sullivan? No, no, John Smoltz of this MLB. Guy. Network, yes. Well, it works for Fox as well for their broadcast. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He does a little bit of a little bit of column A, a little bit of comedy. Right. So he put out his top five most entertaining players in MLB history. MLB um, history. Yes. And bro, did he put Babe Ruth on the list? No, he did not. That would have been a better answer than the guys that he put. Okay, because Loki, the babe for his era was a very fascinating player. You got to get yeah. to him. No, absolutely. I mean, he came from nothing, whatever. So like interesting. Go to the, if you're ever in Baltimore, by the way, quick shout out. If you're ever in Baltimore, it's literally four blocks from the stadium. Go to the Babe Ruth Museum. It's worth yep. your $12. Do it. Yep. Um, another Baltimore person that would have been good on this list would be Cal Ripken. He didn't make the list. Um, anyway, so not that Babe Ruth played so for this Baltimore. Five interesting uh, five most entertaining, entertaining. players. Five Ripken's most entertaining. Right. He's not on there though. So um, just just other notable names that didn't make it. You know, um, the first guy on the list I do agree with, Mark Fidrich. You know, that's the the, the what the did bird they call man. Him? the bird? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, that's 
entertaining as hell. What he like, he captivated the city of Detroit and then he kind of like fell off. So like that cemented his like peak as so like rapturing, whatever that one I can understand. It's a hot take still, but I get it. His next one is Deion Sanders. Again, I get it for baseball. Oh, fuck out of here. Entertaining. Like, okay, this is where I'm like, bro, I I literally like. Bro, this is ridiculous already. Joey Votto is his next one. Most entertaining players. Joey Votto. He's he's nice. He's not even the most entertaining player on his team right now, Steve. Nick Castellanos absolutely takes that cake. Because of his timely home runs during awful broadcast <laughs> moments. But I mean, like, think about it. Like, He's the ruthless. most entertaining player, entertaining Joey's Joey done, Votto. The thing is, Joey does so much for the game. I, as as people who have the Minoso minute, Joey Votto is like the epitome of a Minoso minute. No, I, I do. And like, don't get so, me wrong. This isn't Joey Votto slander. But if you're talking about a not list, here to shit on Joey Votto. I hear you. But, I hear you. Entertaining like, players. I right? mean, like, what are you doing exactly? So I don't like. I'm. You might lambast me for this. I might hear about it from Pete Hand because he's old. I don't even know who this next guy is. Al Herbowski. Al Herbowski. I like. At least, like, no, I don't like. Right. Okay. The last one kills me though. The last one <laughs> you're showing, you're showing me. your age, Tom, but that's okay. Yeah. The last one kills me. Steve. It's a stretch that El Herbowski, or El Herbowski, pardon me, is a stretch big time. Yeah. The last one is David Fletcher. Of the fuck the angels is the, the top five. Fuck? He makes the top five for most entertaining players in MLB history. So history according David, to john smoltz like current shortstop of the or it does he even no he doesn't even, does he play shortstop now basement i think he was playing second baseman when andrelton was there but oh, yeah he may have moved to shortstop i um, mean he's not even like what otani's on that he's team. not i was gonna say he's not even <laughs> the third most fourth most entertaining player on that team like I will trout's take on that team trout <laughs> upton rendon Justin, uh, or pardon me, did I say Upton? Yeah, you Trout, said Upton. Yeah, but Upton, like, Rendon, so more interesting, Otani, entertaining players on that team. Max Stasi. Yeah, like <laughs> Max Stasi. Like, dude, what the fuck? All right, Tom, go through your top five quick if you got them. Uh, okay, well, Bum's on there. Bumgarner is definitely top five most entertaining, entertaining huh? Entertaining in baseball history. Um, I, okay. They 2014, bro. Start there. Second thing, he's also he literally masqueraded as your a, definition of interesting or um, entertaining. Entertaining um, is different than mine. No, sure. but hold on, because not only did he literally win the 2014 World Series by himself, he also um, in the off season took on a pseudonym and started uh entering himself into rodeos and was actually a pro in the pro circuit of rodeos this is a true story <laughs> all right madison all right, bumgarner right. so that's entertaining as fuck i'm sorry like all right <laughs> and he actually like one of the reasons why he signed with the arizona diamondbacks is so he could be closer to his uh ranch where he has a bunch of horses so <laughs> he's just 
that guy, I guess. Um, so he's he's on the list for me. I mean, shoot, I didn't I didn't prepare a list, but uh, you got to have um, Jackie Robinson on it. Let's like obviously, um, because he literally was, yeah, like obviously Hank Aaron. Um, I'd put, I'd put um, entertaining Ricky yeah. Henderson. I'd Ooh, put. Yep, that's um, good. Yeah, I mean, there's like, like the, I I hate to say it, dome right? Like, like Barry Bonds. Yeah, absolutely, Barry Bonds. Like the world stopped in their tracks. Mm-hmm. How about mm-hmm. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire when they were playing for in yep. 98 for the yep. home run? I was thinking the home run race too. Okay. Yep. How, how about Randy Johnson? Yeah. Like if you <laughs> want to throw a pitcher on the list, it's not Al Herbowski. It's no, it's Randy Johnson. It's not Mark um, Fidrich either. <laughs> no, Mark Fidrich. Exactly. <laughs> if you want entertaining, that really wasn't that great of a baseball player, but they were decent, I guess. Somewhat. Oh, Jackson. Yeah, Bo Jackson makes that. a list before Deion Jackson. Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders yeah, exactly. He does. Like, what the fuck? I mentioned the babe already. Yeah. How about yeah. Griffey? Yeah. Oh my god, the kid, like, duh. Like, I don't see that's what I'm saying though. Like, this list is so uh, David mind blo- David blowingly <laughs> stupid. David Fletcher, dude, is on the list of the top five most entertaining players in MLB history, according to John Smoltz. Unbelievable. What the fuck is going on? See, that's like, I don't, that, okay, like, let's bring it to earth for a second now that we've shat on him for a little bit, and we got to wrap up too, but that's why I like talking about baseball is because I think there's so many, like, dumb people in sports media that don't, like, they shouldn't be given platforms, you know, like I, I'm not saying that like we're brilliant and you should listen to us because we're so much better. <laughs> but like I literally would rather talk about stuff and like get to share experiences with with you, Steve, with other people at the park and like, you know, interact with people on Twitter and, and like create a little bit of buzz. I'd rather do that than like listen to people like John Smoltz. Like, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, if no, we want to bring it closer fair. to home, I don't like I don't necessarily like. I don't enjoy Chuck Garfine. Like I, I don't really know. Like, <laughs> Chuck is vanilla. He just like doesn't do it for me. Like there, there's there's just... Van- vanilla is actually gracious. Vanilla has a lot of flavor. Like when people say like, oh, that person's vanilla. vanilla, which used in the right context is really funny. It's a really but expensive spice. I actually I was going to say vanilla's got some flavor. Yeah, I would like to liken to like paprika as a spice. Paprika just doesn't do much, man. Especially because, like, you expect it to do a lot. Right. And And then you're like, like, wait a minute. And then you, like, end up pouring, like, a ton on there. And then your food's just powdery. And you're like, what the fuck? Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's Chuck Garfine. (laughs) We need less paprika-y reporters in sports. Yeah. Also, I don't know how you even came across that John Smoltz article. That's ridiculous. Okay, but um, yeah, I that's that's where I wanted to end it because like, what the fuck is going on out here? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tom, do you have any last final thoughts on on the White Sox and and things that are going on? Hey, um, let's just be real, guys. We're in first place by a lot. Let's roll into the sunset and then kick ass in twenty in the in the playoffs, huh? That's all I yep. got to say. In Han we trust. Playoffs are bust, baby. Let's get it. Have a good one, everybody. Let's.
Bear take Steve. me out to the podcast. Take me out for some beers. I don't know what I'm singing. Tommy just really makes me feel weird. For <laughs> it's one, two, three types of beers for Steve O tonight. That's not going to get recorded. Please. No, 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 no. That's definitely <laughs> that's definitely bonus material at the end. Steve, you, you made me start recording saying you had this great jingle. That's and that's that's definitely getting clipped and put at the end before it. <laughs>